0: Okay, so let's get on. There'll be two cracking games to wrap up towards the end of this segment, towards the end of this show tonight. First of all, I think the Bills and the Dolphins is the game of the week, to be honest, gents. But many people have said, well, no, the game of the week might be in the NFC to see one last time, one last time. Do you know when they're 60, they'll still be saying one last time for Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady to face off against each other. But it's not really about them. It's probably about the two defenses. Um, but what do you think about it, Con?
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Who would have thought that? You know, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers versus Tom, Tom Brady, and I think realistically, it is going to be the defenses who de- decide this game. Um, the The Packers' defense is probably been a little bit disappointing in terms of certainly what i expected of them uh, going into the season and um, the the box defense on the other hand proved itself in new orleans that was the reason they ultimately got got the win the the, the box I, I feel you know it they they will do truly whatever it takes to win. Like if without that fight, I think the Saints potentially win that game, but the, the fight completely knocked the, the Saints, uh, out of their their rhythm, they seem to lose their heads and the, the Bucks got the win. It cost the Bucks Mike Evans, um, who usually actually plays quite well against the, the Packers. So that is a, a sizable loss for them. And also the the Bucks have struggled in, on the ground. They really their run game has not gotten going thus far. I, I think they they really miss Chris Dobbin in the, the slot and the fact that they're bringing in Cole Beasley to play there I don't I don't understand that because they're such different players Um, like Godwin offers you in terms of blocking, in terms of down down downfield. Beasley does none of that. So uh, I'm intrigued to see how how that works out. And, you know, for for the Packers, it is. Can they get to a point where um, Aaron Rodgers is happy with his wide receivers? How long do they have to lean into Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon? In, in ways, I suppose the the Packers uh, are at home, and or sorry, Bucks are at home. Um, uh, but the the Packers have probably the the stronger roster. But I've said it a million times: you cannot bet against Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady's universe, and for that reason, I'm going with the Bucks.
2: When the schedule came out and we did our schedule release show at i think it was seven o'clock in the morning uh column if you recall we we jumped on live and went through the schedule and we didn't really have much time to kind of really get our heads around the schedule because it came out throughout the night this is the one game we actually did discuss in detail on that show which how attractive what a networking game it is week three you know no adverse weather conditions in florida where there's potential turn or thunder or rain and this is the game nice weather perfect game we'll see the last game between these two guys it's going to be fantastic both offenses will be firing <clears throat> both quarterbacks have a rating of below 100 at this stage of the season after three weeks after two weeks mm-hmm. i know it's two weeks but who would have thought it um you say about it's about defenses it's more for me it's about which offense Gets the most of the wide receivers and he touched on it there the the bucks have got injuries on a wide receiver who's who's brady going to trust the weekend does rogers trust any of them he probably trusts cobb but he needs to start trusting the other guys and ultimately he needs to get more out of them i think the pack have the better run game if it comes down to who's going to win because of the run i think it will be the Packers. will they lean i think this is a game where rogers will try his utmost to get these wide receivers in check sorry in the game more so than the Bucs, I see it, struggle for both sides, but in empty, I think Maxine Rodgers has more weapons to win this game. And for that reason, the Bucs haven't been 3-0 in 17 years, and I don't think it's going to happen this weekend. So I'm, I'm siding with the Packers in this game.
0: Uh, the wide receiver depth has to be a concern for the Bucs. As at the time of recording, Godwin and Jones are questionable. Um, we don't know if either are going to play. We do know that Mike Evans is not going to play. Uh, Brady is already down, obviously, Gronk, so he's got camera break maybe for a couple of uh, throws, but his tight end department is far weaker. and it was. I you know, I disagree, Colm, that the Bucks run game hasn't been completely effective. I think Lenny Fournette's got his fifth in the league in rushing yards, but I agree that he's got a lot of attempts to get there. Um, it hasn't really broken open a big one, and they've had to plow away at it. Certainly the offense overall has been you know, quiet, I think is polite. I mean, they're averaging 19.5 points per game with two pretty damn scrappy uh, uh, games uh, against the Cowboys and the Saints. The reality is, though, this could be a great defensive matchup. I reckon that the, the Bucs run defense against the Packers' off- uh, rush offense, uh, particularly A.J. Dillon, is going to be the deciding factor in this particular game. Um, if, that, if that rush defense holds up, then the Bucs probably uh, will win. Uh, If it doesn't, then the Packers will win. That, to me, is the critical matchup in the entire game, if I'm being brutally honest in relation to it. Yes, it is the Aaron and Tom show. Yes, they do not have the same threats. They have not performed so far in the season, but it's only week two as well. Uh, But I can't see this being a massive breakout game. It's going to be a defensive arm wrestle. Um, And when it's a defensive arm wrestle... It's put Tom Brady's universe, but when it's not our defensive arm wrestle, it's Tom Brady's universe. This instance, remember last year the Bucs won with uh, their defense taking the ball away from Aaron Rodgers a couple of times? Um, somehow, someway, the Bucks defense will just top the Green Bay defense, which is a serious unit uh, in relation to it. Um and they will find a way to keep the pressure on. And I have gone for this for the Bucks to win. And column's shaking his head, which means the wrong graphic's going to appear. But I can promise you, I picked the Bucks. And I've got the evidence here to say it. So I picked the Bucks, which I'll make sure as they pick. column has the Bucks as well. And Brian and Michael have gone for the Packers. So we're split evenly in relation to it. I'll send on the message. Definitely picked them. Um... Okay, before we get on to our last game, I just want to do a call-out. One of our key partners this year uh, is PointsBet. Uh, They're a leading U.S. sports betting provider, and we're partnering with them for the 22-23 season. Now, you might think, oh, you're going to get bombarded with a lot of free bets to sign up and things. Well, you're not. They're a U.S. spending provider. What they are in Ireland is actually a really exciting employer of tech talent here. They've got a great new office in Dublin's Liberties, and they're employing technology experts around the world. So if you've an interest in the NFL, an interest in engineering, an interest in working in aspects which drive... Uh, in play betting, for example, this, uh, please look up their details, for example, on LinkedIn, search for Dublin, uh, sorry, search for points bet Dublin on LinkedIn, or email them at Dublin at pointsbet.com. We're going to be excited to learn a little bit more about the technology and the maths behind how all these live betting, st- uh, betting uh, odds work. And a few members of their team will join us through the season to explain how all the NFL betting really works, and especially Give us some guides from time to time as to what's hot and what's not. Interesting stat for you, gents. The game that the line has moved on the most this entire week is actually the Jags and the Chargers game purely because people are looking at the uh, potential injury to Justin Herbert ruling him out of the game, and so there's a lot of fluctuation there. Brian, you look like you want to add something. As soon as I mention betting, you're kind of like chomping at the bit. Uh,
2: Well, it was more so on the Packers game, and I suppose it is a veteran, the over on the game is 41 points. I mean, bearing in mind these teams have been playing over the course of the last four or five years, it's usually around 49 to 50. That's how low it is now, 41 points. That's how, I suppose, the bookies are to seeing two defences take hold of the game. One thing we haven't said about the the Bucks offence, it's the story about the injuries and the players that are out, but they have played against two strong defences in Dallas and the Saints last week. Got the, you've got the wins, but they have gone up against two strong defenses. And mm-hmm. That really hasn't been that really hasn't played into the conversation because it's more so about the lack of players in terms of what's available to them. But they have gone against two really strong defenses, arguably two of the top ten in the league.
0: Well, true, and they've got another one this week in going up against the Packers. Um, and uh, there are two strong defenses in the last game we're going to look at. This is the Sunday night football game this week. I know. Colm Cronin is going to have opinions on this particular game. We're talking about the San Francisco 49ers, led now by Jimmy, G- Jimmy GQ, Jimmy Garoppolo, going up against Russell Wilson's Broncos down there in Denver, Colorado. Column how do you see this breaking down?
1: Uh, well, look, for, for the Broncos, this all comes down to can they sort out the red zone issues? Uh, The Broncos are the only team since 2000 with five goal to go situations and zero touchdowns in in weeks one and two. Um, That, that is, that is the, the key question, I suppose, and around kind of sorting out the, the penalties, the Broncos lead the league. So bottom of the league alongside the Seahawks in terms of touchdowns in the red zone, leading the league in penalties. Now, the 49ers gave away an order about the penalties in week one against the Bears, but they cleaned that that up. Um, Brian actually sent me on a a piece uh, during the week about rookie head coaches in particular calling plays and... How the statistics would tell you that that is a really terrible idea because they have so much else to to learn, and you know it's it's generally maybe as they get old, get a bit more experienced that they can um, can do it. There are some who who do it, and you know have have always done it, um, but for Hackett at the moment, it looks like you know he he's carrying a lot he came out during the week said he's going to continue to call plays but that apparently he's had input from the gm and the assistant gm and that's going to somehow help um i have some concerns around that um as as well I I mean, outside, the thing is, outside of getting into the red zone, the Broncos have actually moved the ball really well. We've gone from a team that, like, were the trade-out champs to a team that can actually move the ball really well. But um, there are significant injuries that the, the Broncos are dealing with. And I actually, you know, I think that in terms of the um the the 49ers they are probably um you know a more they know what they have with with jimmy garoppolo and i think in the regular season um jimmy garoppolo assists the 49ers i i will say that i saw a stat during the week that said jimmy garoppolo has uh um appeared in six career playoff games with the niners in the fourth quarters of those games zero touchdowns three interception three interceptions, and a passer rating of 28. That is horrific. And that is the reason that they wanted to move on from from Jimmy. He's great in the the regular season, but in crunch time against the elite defenses, that's where um, he has issues. The Broncos have been really good on defense, but the Broncos have also got up against the Seahawks and the Texans. This is going to be much more of uh, a test. I don't think this will be a high-scoring game, but I under, from what I understand, Kittle is going to be back for the 49ers, which I think makes a, a considerable uh, difference from them. Uh, I think Hackett is still learning. Um, I think the Broncos will eventually get things sorted out. But I think at that point, it'll probably be too late for the AFC West, but Kyle Shanahan has Jimmy G in place. He's getting George Kittle back. We, I spoke in the season preview about the talent they have on the defensive side of the, the ball. I think this will be a low scoring game, but I have the 49ers to win it.
2: Column calls out that the Broncos' defense has only gone up against Seattle and the Texans last week. And since the halftime in the Seattle game, they've certainly addressed things in terms of stopping Seattle and. With all due respect to how the Texans played last week, they put in a strong performance for the entirety of the game and they were very committed to their coach, Lovey Smith, but they couldn't do a lot towards the, as the game progressed. Um, I do buy into this Broncos defense. I do see the reasons why Jimmy G can be a concern. It's a Sunday Night Football game. Mile High will be uh, whatever he's called it these days. I continue to call it Mile High Stadium. There will be you know, a, a rowdy crowd, a boisterous crowd at Sunday Night Football and Jimmy G is prone to mistakes in these type of games and Colin has alluded to the fact that the Broncos have been able to move the ball up and down the field, just can't punch it in. But at some stage, that has to, you know, that has to stop. They need to find their way into the end zone. And I think it will be Sunday night. I think Russell Wilson will get them over the hump. I th- I think this feels like they're in a state of flux because of the offense and the play calling. Colin, touched know, touched on it. we had a good conversation this week. Similarities in a way, you know, two expansive offense coordinators who've come from strong teams to manager to head coach our teams. Giants guys made a decision to hand it off to a guy who was with the Chiefs. And as has walked under Andy Reid, I can understand that. Hacking Bobby feels at this stage he would be more comfortable calling the players and handing it off to his offensive coordinator. That may in change throughout the course of the season when he gets a bit more of a trust element. I don't like the, the the points I don't like what we're hearing about GMs getting involved at this stage of the season. It's the tour game of the season. We need to see how things transpire. But for me, as much, as good as the 49 ers are, I think the Broncos, they need this, they really need this win for me. They find a way to get her, get her over the line on Sunday night.
0: Uh, 49ers, um, you know, still shaking off the bad vibes from a terrible week one loss to the Bears. Um, the Broncos, Colin Hood, possibly contend, equally shaking off the bad vibes from a terrible week one loss to the Seahawks, necessarily. I, you know, I think patience and calmness is needed in, in both these places. One, giving Jimmy some chance to reestablish himself and to calm down but broncos fans even more so perhaps give wilson and hackett a little bit of room to breathe remember the peyton manning era started off two and three and that didn't turn out too bad so um giving him a little bit more of a chance and and russell wilson won't mind facing off against the 49ers he's 16 and 4 against them in his career bearing in mind obviously he used to face them twice a year every single year um the 49ers' defense is—I think it's two good defenses, by the way. They're stingy. They haven't allowed a team over a hundred rushing yards in seven or eight games. Um, and given that, I think at the moment the Broncos are still going to lean heavily on Williams and um, oh my, uh, Melvin Ingram uh, as the not Melvin, Melvin Ingram. Garden. Melvin Gordon, that's it, thank you, as their one-two punch at the rushing attack. Um, That is potentially the pivot of their offense at the moment. Um, Given that they're waiting for a little bit more dynamism out of the offense, um, Courtland Sutton, sorry, had an amazing game last week. Actually, I thought I thought he was the difference, obviously, between a uh, a very embarrassing loss to the Texans and actually then pulling out that game. His connection with Wilson was something that gives you hope for the future there. But I feel that the 49ers are getting Kittle back. They've got Debo Samuel. They have an impressive offensive line, a strong rushing attack, even though they've had their own injuries again to that running back position and therefore have lost some of their threats there. I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be tense with two teams with a lot on the line. Neither of these teams obviously wants to slip to one and two. Nobody wants to lose a game in the the National Football League. But even if they did, it's not necessarily fatal to either of them on balance. I'm leaning in favor of the 49ers and my friends in Santa Clara to continue to fight another day. And Michael also agrees. So the two Broncos fans are going with the 49ers. The giants fan is going with the, the Broncos and it truly is a week of lone wolves here on the Irish NFL show, uh, all to, all together.
2: That's a bit of reverse psychology. They're praying for a Broncos win, but they're going to want to look right on Monday night show. The Niners, right? is it really hey, that
0: hey I'm praying for a Patriots win. I still pick the Ravens. I mean, this, I'm just, I we're going, with, I, I, we're yeah, going yeah. with our
1: heads, not our hearts, is what I will say. I, yeah. Is, that, is I, that a bit of projection from last week there, Mr. O'Leary?
2: I'm glad you're saying that because he's, he's, he's a, I think he's nowhere I'm going to be going with Monday night's game.
1: As someone who's picked the Giants
0: both weeks so far and predicted a 4-0, did I, I think I picked him in week one, but a no, 4-0 start. No, you didn't. Oh, okay. No, I predicted no, a 4-0 start though, after week one. A 4-0 start, yeah. so I'm still on with you. Before we wrap up, uh, we love all the interaction on Twitter, on YouTube, all the comments that have come in. So thanks, everyone, ever so much for those columns. A couple of questions, maybe, that have come in.
1: Yeah. Um. Just to echo uh, what you said, Mark. I suppose just um. Love seeing the the interaction on the YouTube comments on on Twitter. Um. And don't forget we are across social media and we do always enjoy interacting with people. If you do listen to the podcast, um. If you can review it, uh, subscribe. It, it really helps us out. Um. And yeah, one thing we want to do really this year is to to look to. Bring in a couple of questions when when we get the the chance. So we did have a, a question around the uh, AFC West and whether it, uh, I suppose we two weeks in uh, there was a lot of talk from March onwards that this would be the best division. Um, in football and I, I will put this to the two of you given that I am a fan of a team in the division so I'll leave it just to the, the two of you and this will round out the the show is the AFC West um, still the best division in, in football or uh, the, the thoughts on that
2: I thought you were going for us, Mark um oh okay God, it's, yeah, i'll it's let a a you go first but man is sorry, i'll let you sorry Mark, it's a difficult one, isn't it really i know it's three or four weeks ago before the season we would have said it's a, it's a slam dunk i still think it is yes it is i think it's too early for us to be saying that's it's not the case the chiefs are the chiefs the chargers charges are coming off a difficult loss last week but they really could have won that game in in our head and the narrative going into this game against the the Jags, this weekend would be very different. They're still a very strong side. You would expect them to be competing, and I still think there's too many games left to be writing off the Raiders and the Broncos. I mean, Collins was with the Broncos this Sunday, and so was Mike. And rightly so, because was playing a playing very against a very good NFC West team, but they still have a lot of players there. And you touched on something I mean, we need a great game last week. They have just a long way to go there. You, you look at who's coming out of playoffs. I mean, the Titans are struggling. The Colts are struggling. There's two great teams, I think, in the AFC. AFC East, which I called it at the start of the season. I felt that the dolphins would run. This bill seemed close, but this division is still stacked. And I think it's a lot of these games are going to come down to margins in terms of close games, field goals here and there, and teams will take games off each other that we don't expect.
0: Um, you know, statistically there's three divisions in the NFC that have all their teams 500 or above, um, in the AFC, the only division that has that is actually the AFC East. Definitely wouldn't have predicted that at any point in the season. Um, But overall, um, yes, it's still the best division in the football. The Chiefs have started like a rocket ship. The Chargers have shown their class that are still there. I do think the Broncos will get it together. It's just a slower build and burn. And the Raiders were shown in flashes, though, as we broke it down earlier on. If they go 0-3, there's a big spiral that they could go down, especially given all of those big money offseason moves they made um but i think they'll bounce back as well and they'll right the ship although maybe it won't be enough obviously to make the playoffs um any one of them can beat any one of them um any one of those teams in the fc west i would you know give them a great shot against any team in the nfl and yes as uh, as the questionnaire posed in relation to it the chiefs are still the daddy of that division however and still rocking it um, every night at the moment. Okay, that brings us to an end tonight. We will be back on Monday Night Football for our MNF. Uh, we'll give you a breakdown of the Sunday games and previewing uh, an intriguing monday night football game between the dallas cowboys and the new york giants we'll also be back later on next week and we'll be doing all the build to the first london game of the season uh, when the irish nfl show will be back on tour with a live show there and looking forward to all the fun and games that london has to bring with that i'm going to bid you to you gentlemen good night to Column and to brian Thanks, as always, to our sponsors, uh, Cassidy Travel, uh, our Equipment Providers Trust, and everyone for all your continued support. Interact with us at the weekend. We're looking forward to the games. Tell us when we're wrong. Tell us when we're right occasionally as well. And uh, take care and have a great weekend and enjoy the football.